0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, welcome in to another episode of the Goodman and Humble Podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman, he is Robbie Hummel, and uh, we don't have a guest for you this week. I feel like we've had a guest every single week, Rob. It's been a while,
2: right? I know. I, I think you just didn't have faith in me that I could carry the pod, so you've been loading up on these guests. I don't know. I, I, I think I missed you this week, so you I
1: know, know you I feel really. like we haven't had a chance to really talk. I haven't had a chance to make fun of your 90, 19-inch vertical for yeah. a while now. Although I, hey,
2: I guess we have no, I, played, I will tell you, I, we played basketball the other night and I got a steal in the open floor and went up off one and hammered it. And I literally just, I should have, I should have like just, I should have just like yelled out, like, take that Goodman. And maybe you would have just like subconsciously been like, wow, I think Rob might have just been hanging on rims.
1: One of those dolls where you poke, whatever those were. Like
2: an earthquake hit Massachusetts at yeah, the same time. That's what knew, it was. You just knew that I went up there and cracked one.
1: Well, I'm glad you're feeling good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're feeling healthy, feeling good. We got it. We we got to win the gold in, in three on three. So like, oh, cool. there's got no excuses, Rob.
2: No excuses.
1: No. no excuses whatsoever. And and you know what. No excuses for the Baylor Bears. You know, the Baylor Bears, Rob, right here. The hey, Baylor Bears. Know somebody's not a front runner. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing them. Hey, they lost last night and I'm wearing I know. That's them. what so, I'm saying. Know all you're right, not. give me credit. Give me credit. The Kansas fans, man, they are on me. They've been on me all year. Um, they think I hate Bill Self. And and you can attest to the fact fact that like I don't hate Bill Self, and Bill Self doesn't hate, he came on the pod.
2: Yeah, no, and he came on because you asked him. It wasn't because I did. Um, That's for sure. I, you know, we were talking about this before. And you, you think about Baylor. And Kansas has come a long way. And I dealt with this some, too, because I, I had a Kansas game two weeks ago where they beat Kansas State. And in the game, I said, I think their ceiling, if all goes well and, and perfect for them, is the Sweet 16. And at the time, I thought that was fair. I think now you could lift that to the Elite Eight. Um, could, and part could you of that, go all
1: the way to the final four if things break right?
2: Totally. Totally. And part of that is I think there's three teams right now that are really good and everybody else is kind of in a different stratosphere. Um, but when I said that, I had a bunch of Kansas people tweeting me too at like one win. They, they beat, I forget who they, I think who did they beat after Kansas state? It, uh, God, who was that? They beat somebody decent in conference play.
1: Yeah. They, they, I mean, they went through a stretch there. I mean, again, they beat Iowa State early. Then, they, you know, like – They had a really
2: easy stretch to Iowa State and they, twice and then Kansas right. State. And then they beat somebody decent. I'm trying to think who it was. Regardless, and after the game, immediately, what's their – you still think their ceilings, the Sweet 16? And, of course, it's fluid. Like, you can play better and if you play get,
1: worse. Right. You can fine. change your mind. Like, like we are allowed to change our mind. as Like, Michigan yeah. – I didn't think Michigan was very good early. Well, the more like Michigan's
2: are... saying exactly like saying that hey, they're going to finish seventh because at the start of the year that was fair. Yes, and I'm still hearing about that. And you are too, but I will say, and I, I'm defending you here, which I can't God. believe I'm doing after all the hate I receive on my vertical jump. But that's not the same Baylor team we saw a month ago, and I don't think you can give that type of credit. Now, is it a good win? Yeah, it's a good win. They're talented, God. but they were sitting around for a month.
1: They're not. I don't think it was sure. Baylor, Rob. I'm. I'm still convinced that wasn't Baylor that I watched. On. <laughs> it was, it was some other team came in there that yeah. was not Mark Vidal. That uh, certainly wasn't Jared Butler. I mean, yeah. it's not Jared Butler. Like he didn't show up all game. Listen, yeah. the other part, Rob, that people don't realize, and I don't know. I've I've said this this morning. I don't know if it's caught on yet, but eight players from Baylor uh, had COVID this time. Yeah. 8. And that makes a big
2: difference. That makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. Like Michigan, nobody had it. They were, they were off, but you know, when they come back, you can't compare those two. It's apples to oranges.
1: Right. My source just said eight players. So you're talking, some may not have had a major effect from COVID, but again, some you have the layoff, right? You have the layoff for everybody. And then you have some that have the layoff plus COVID, some that just have the layoff some that may just have COVID and, and, and feel okay and we're asymptomatic. It's, it's different for everybody. But, man, that was not the number two team in the country. That looked like a top 50 team last yeah. night that, that Kansas beat. And, again, listen, a win's a win. We're not taking it away from Kansas. We're just saying put it in perspective a little bit here. Now, my biggest concern, Rob, is, well, first of all, I do, and and, and I don't want to, like – I'm not taking a shot at Scott Drew here, but I think – I don't think he made a very smart decision here. Like, I think he should have learned from Juwan Howard in Michigan and said, mm-hmm. listen, we're not coming back quick. We're the undefeated team here. Like, we're the Kansas in the Big 12 right now, and you yep. guys should be protecting us. And we shouldn't have to play two days after – Coming out of the pause now, maybe it was Scott Drew saying we want to play because you right. and I both know Scott. He doesn't like sitting still.
2: He wants- yeah, no, and also, you know, no one wants to lose. But is it really the worst thing if you lose at Kansas? It would have been bad if you lose to Iowa State. There's no doubt about that. But I think that he can use this as a positive. Honestly, I, I know they didn't play well, and I'm sure that upsets him. But I'm I'm sure he's got their attention now. Hey, we were the number two team in the country. We had a pause. Not our fault, but it's the way it is. Now we come back. We look like crap against Iowa State. We're not playing well at Kansas. I can get after these guys. I can get their attention. You know, I, I I'm not, I don't think he wanted this to play out like this because no coach would volunteer for this, yeah. but you take the card, you're dealt, especially in this year. And I think now, you know, the, the pressure of going undefeated is gone, um, which Gonzaga still certainly has, but I, I just think that. You know, you have to take the positives from this, and that, to me, could be a positive out of this.
1: I'm going to give you another positive, major positive. Baylor's players now are going to be within the 90 days. They've 90 all,
2: they've so all had it. In yeah.
1: That's best in, in Indianapolis. That is a po- Listen. The only I negative would
2: positive. be if there was some sort of coronavirus heart condition. Right. That would be the only thing where you could be like, all right, this is now a huge negative. I' course. I'm, And you're trusting in Baylor's medical staff to, to test those kids and be responsible and like do the right thing. But all things being said, as long as the kids are safe and they pass, then yeah, that, that is good because they can't, they can't get knocked out. Like so many other coaches are losing sleep over at night about the, the, the negative.
1: And the positive might be the timing in a way, right? Like if it had happened a week or two later, you're saying, well, we don't know if Baylor is going to be themselves in Indy. You you can still say that, Rob. Like, But you're talking now, like I'm going to Indy in two and a half weeks. They'll play for their their first game in the NCAA tournament will be almost three weeks from now. That'll be almost four weeks from when they came back and played their
2: first game. They should be back. There's an eternity in a college basketball season. Four weeks, you've gone through, like, you know, a week of depression when you lose, and then, like, you win three in a row, and you're like, we're the best team in the world. College basketball is hilarious because it is the biggest roller coaster. Are they
1: back? Are they 100% back from COVID, from the layoff and everything? And, And they will be by then. By then, they should be fine. Now, again, you worry, like, the mental part of it. If they, if they lose another one or two, do they start to kind of worry about themselves or, or are they saying, we're not worried. We know why it like, who knows? I mean, you, you lose your, your kind of mojo a little bit here potentially. Yeah.
2: It had to be jarring when Lunardi stuff comes out and you go from the, the number two, one seed to all of a sudden number three, just cause Michigan's playing so well and just because you've had that spot solidified for the yep. entire year. You know, that that had to at least get your attention. I'm not saying it's like mentally messing with those dudes, but I, I know as a player that that would grab me where it's like, man, like th- this is really tough timing and, and unfortunate this happened to us.
1: I, I will say, so I did a story on them. I don't know if you saw it last week on how Baylor was built. The makeup. All 12 yeah. players. And I, I was just BSing with them. Asking them some stuff, and uh, and I said one of the questions I asked most of them that that returned and had prominent roles last year. I said, you know, "How much did were, are you guys on a mission this year?" Because obviously you had the NCAA tournament taken away last year and a chance to to win it all at Baylor, and most of them uh, looked at me over Zoom and said, "Honestly, it was more the Big Twelve tournament, the Big Twelve title that that we screwed up." Well, they thought they had it. They thought they it. had it. And if you remember at the end of last year, they blew it. Yeah, 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 okay. Like, Jared Butler said that. He said, like, for me, it was more like the Big 12 title. We, You know, they want to be Kansas. Like, it's all about Kansas every year. And uh, it, it was weird hearing it. Now, Mark Vidal, I asked him that. And Mark Vidal's like the no BS guy, period, on the team. He's like, <laughs> no, no, for, those guys can say that all they want. For me, it, it was still about winning a national title. <laughs> but most
2: of you know, I love Vital.
1: Vital Vitals. Yeah, tell your Vital story.
2: Oh no, that was that was amazing. I was doing the uh the Iowa State uh Baylor game early in the year in in Ames. And uh Jalen Coleman Lands was going to block him out. Jalen Coleman Lands probably weighs what, like 180 pounds? Vital's like two fifty or two sixty the tank. And you know or, sorry, Vital's blocking Jalen Coleman Lands the other way around. And you know, Coleman Lands. We're gonna move this dude. You've got to like crush him. Like he, you got to do something. So he runs into him like pretty hard. But again, he's he's a tank. He's not gonna move on this. He sees the contact coming and just takes the biggest dive out of bounds. And the official buys it. He calls Jalen Coleman Lands for a foul. And Coleman Lands is kind of like pleading his case. And I'm like literally laughing on the air So, I think it's hilarious. I'm like, dude, he totally that. That's you know. Gamesmanship at its finest. He totally played that rough, and he sees me laughing, and he winks at me, and, and Lily just gives me this wink, which I thought was even funnier. And then at halftime, he came by the table and goes, "What'd you think of that?" i was like, "I was like, man, you weigh 260 pounds. Jalen Coleman Lance weighs 190, and you're falling like you just got hit by a truck." And he's like, you "Gotta get the calls," <laughs> which I think is classic. I think that's awesome. Uh, I was on the.
1: Like I said, I did all the zooms and, and the average is probably about fifteen minutes with each guy. And, and they're awesome. Like their team they are. So they're They're
2: fun, fun, fun to watch. Like they they have a great joy for playing. And like when you go to shoot around and stuff, you see that. So literally 45 minutes
1: with Vital, and I could have went another 45. Easy. Yeah. He's he's a clown. He's really he is funny. So much fun to talk to. We were talking yeah. actually. He grew up. Do you remember this name? I don't know if he, this guy was your I, I, I date you with your age sometimes. I don't remember if this guy was around
2: your age or not. Leonard Washington. Oh, totally. I played. He. he I yes. Nike All American camp. Beast. He's a beast. Lake Charles, Louisiana. The, right.
1: Lake was, Charles. Yeah. Lake Charles. Same. Same town.
2: Yeah. Leonard. Leonard Washington. I remember him at the Nike All American camp my first year there. I played my way into the Nike camp from uh, the Jamboree. Jamboree. Jamboree in St. Louis and uh my my team was loaded i had uh Taiwan Lawson, John Shire, PD Sims, Curtis Kelly. I never shot. I was really just rebounding and passing and like shot who wait Ty
1: Lawson, PD Sims,
2: who John else? Shire, John Shire, Curtis Kelly, Gary Johnson. Did I Shire ever see the ball? John did i wouldn't i don't feel like he was like killing but he was i mean you know he he's had a rep looking day. at being a McDonald's All American. He's got a big time rep as a scorer. So they knew uh, that it had to get him the ball a little bit. But he, you, yeah, and I think he, he, knew, was
1: like, just, who cares?
2: he knew what the camp was. I did not. I didn't like – I was lucky the jamboree. I played for Mike Jones out of DeMatha. And, like, Manny Harris was our point guard, and he was chucking. But Mike would, like, Yo, keep some up. semblance of order because he's a good high school coach, you know? Like, he knows what's going on. But at the night camp, no. It was crazy. But I remember Leonard being there. And, like, you, it was really like, dude, should he be playing football? Like, I mean, just a freaking animal. He was a killer. Animal. And he – I I don't know why I remembered him being from Lake Charles, Louisiana, but I knew that he was from there. So when you said that, I knew that's who you were talking about.
1: Yeah, tough dudes. Mark Vidal, Leonard Washington. Two- Where
2: did, what happened
1: to him? Leonard, I think, he's overseas. I asked Vidal, and I think he's overseas. And, and Where did he go to school again? So he went USC, but then he transferred to, like, Wyoming or something. Seriously?
2: Yeah. I mean, one he the, was like I, a big-time dude out there in a camp that had D-Rose and, like, Durant. And, like, he was a big name, though.
1: Ever, one of the best fights ever, AAU fights. I think he, he picked up a chair at half court. <laughs> yeah. like and I The think- all
2: AAU fights list would be incredible. to if, if you could get somebody to rank the top ten, like, brawls at AAU That's tournaments good. nationally.
1: Hey, you know what? Actually, I'm writing that down for a summer project.
2: I hope the, I hope the New York Metro Hawks and the SYF players make the list. One of our assistant coaches was ready to fight Christian Morris. Oh, I kind of remember that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, who who the hell is fighting Chris Christian Morris?
2: Honestly, I saw him tear a backboard down at the Peace Jam. He was a grown man. Yes, I'm trying to think the best one I saw. Uh, I almost got in a fight with
1: Reggie Rose. No, you did. Yeah, I did. I did over what.
2: Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet River Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with rush pay instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. I know because I've used it. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers sportsbook a try. Go to Betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be twenty one years or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred gambler. So his
1: team was down This is this is the Mean Streets? Yeah. Uh I don't think no, I think it was like the Reggie Rose the Rose All Stars or something. This
2: is like pre Derek Rose on the Mean Streets squad. I
1: don't remember when it was. I think I mean, Derek, Derek, Derek must have been in, serious, in the league. To be. I think Derek was in the league, right? Oh, right.
2: Okay. so he was out. Okay, post Derek, post Derek. Right. So
1: they were playing uh, like grassroots Canada, like a good team. It might have been like Tristan Thompson and Mike Kabongo. I don't remember which group it was, but they were kicking the crap out of the, the uh, Reggie Rose's team, and um, and like Reggie Rose basically threatened to they quit. Like there was a bad call. And he basically pulled this team off the court and quit with like, I don't know, 10 minutes left in the game. They're down 30, but my whole deal on that is, well, you never do that. Number one, second of all, there's always guys on the bench that, that can get a scholarship off that. So after the game, I went up to him and basically said, that's bullshit. Oh man, it was the wrong thing to do to Reggie Rose. Like ben. people would separate us. I actually had to walk out onto the onto into the uh, parking lot i walked out with buzz williams because i was afraid to walk out by myself (laughs) i didn't know what could pass i needed somebody if i was killed i needed somebody to to be able to say like you know you know he he was killed
2: by whoever all right let me throw this scenario out of you because we did this in the tournament i can't believe we did it i wish you'd been there my last year of AU, and this is like Etwan Moore, myself, Scott Martin, yeah, um, a couple other guys like Gary McGee, we won the Super Showcase in Orlando. So we went all the way. And you know how it works. If you won the Super Showcase, that means you were playing your start of pool play games for Nationals the same day. And our AU coach, Wayne Brum, had this like idea in his head. That he wanted to be the first coach to ever win the showcase and win nationals, which is like we won the showcase both years I played on SYF. That's a hell of an accomplishment. That's a great tournament. It
1: was you loaded know. then. Loaded. loaded. It was loaded. And,
2: and nationals was like a, a whole nother animal of teams flying in from Vegas and there were a million teams, I'm a million
1: smaller, you know, more elite we
2: nationals like, on Nike. I can show up
1: with a team at totally. nationals. Yes. and you see Like me and a bunch of slapdicks play. Right.
2: Right. So we get through our pool. We win on the games. We get into like the round of 32 or 16. We're playing this team out of Cincinnati. I could not tell you their name. I could not tell you a player they had on their team, but you know how the schedule in Florida got to be like, you get into those dog days of the showcase and, and nationals. You're playing like two games a day for like three weeks. I mean, it's physically exhausting. And so Brum scouts this team out. And again, we've got four top 150 kids. We've got kids going to high majors. We've got a loaded team. And he brings us into this hotel room. And he's like, guys, I don't think we can beat them. I don't think we can beat this team straight up. We're too tired. And we're all looking at each other like, who are these dudes? We don't know a player on these these players. Like, There's nobody ranked in their team. So he, he proposed, he gives us the game plan in this hotel room. He goes, we're going to stall. He goes, they run a two, three zone. They're not going to come out. We're going to stall. No, all so right. We, we, uh, we lose the jump ball. They miss a shot. We come down and it's, we played four eight minute quarters. Yeah. We did a three at the buzzer to go up three zero. We were literally just playing <laughs> around. Like it, like it was, I've I've never seen anything like it. Parents were throwing candy on the floor. You know, it was like, I mean, there ends up we we go into halftime yep. up eleven three, and we which is awesome. Again, top one. How many top one fifty kids do we have? How many Division one kids do we have? Did every coach every coach must have been like, we're gone, unbelievable, right? So the best part of the story is actually the second half gets really heated. We end up beating them by thirty. It is a brilliant coaching play. Like it works out Lean to Brum. perfection. We from AU Coach of the Year for this move. Yes, like they were running the Princeton offense. They were in these crazy zones. We just it's, it's there was like six texts given out in the second half. I mean, but we we killed this team. And okay. the funniest part of the story is I'm walking out with Coach Brum after the game, and he he is you know him. He is feeling himself for this performance. Uh, I, you know, he's so proud of himself for this so game plan. He's so hyped about what he just yeah. did. And I will never forget this. This is insane. because, And you saying this to Reggie Rose reminded me. This dad comes up to him. And I'm walking out with him. And he goes, Coach, with all due respect, you, know, you just cost my son a chance to play for a scholarship in front of all these coaches that were here to see your team play. Yep. And- Coach Brom goes, he looks at him and goes, with all due respect, your son is an effing bum. <laughs> he, just, he just, he just literally crushed his father's spirit. I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, he really doesn't care. And he honestly is, he's a really good coach. But he really does not care. He just (laughs) murdered this man. We need to get the chalk lines out to just draw the, draw this dude on the ground (laughs) who he just killed. It was incredible. I, I thought, I still think it's the funniest thing ever because it really did work. But he, he was like, I mean, parents were irate and it was the same thing. I hated. I
1: mean, you'd find one of those like every time down there in Orlando, you'd have one team that, that did that, that just held the ball. And Whoa. you just, usually it was the team that sucked. This
2: time it was the team that had all these good
1: players. Right. That's the dumbest thing ever in a way. I mean, it is, but
2: that's why there needs to be like a 45 second shot clock or a yeah. minute or something in, like, in every yeah. high school and every AU game. There's got to be a shot
1: clock. All that right. Brutal all right. Let's, let, let's move on. We, we, we got sidetracked a, a little. little. Reggie Rose did it for us. Yes. He definitely did. And, uh, listen, Derek Rose, I love you, man. Uh, your brother, uh, I'm scared of, I'm really terrified of, but but I was stupid enough to go like nose to nose with him. It was not, you took Buzz Williams with you, I did, but and like Buzz buzz wasn't going to protect me. I mean, we know that you just wanted, you just wanted like if you did get something happen to you, you wanted somebody there to dodge for you. And to be honest, if Buzz could have gotten a player out of Reggie Rose. (laughs) <laughs> he would have thrown me out of the bus. There's no way he would have vouched for me. It would have been like, no, it never happened. Like, I never saw anything. Like, he could have shot me in the head. It wouldn't have mattered. Anyway, all right. Um Luckily, his players weren't that good, apparently. Exactly. They were not. They got blitzed. Uh, Ohio State, are, are you worried? They've lost three straight now. And I- I've said it all year. And I think you agree with me to some extent. Like, Chris Holtman has done a hell of a job maximizing the, the talent on this team. They're really if, – if you go by pure talent, Rob, yep. they're like a top, I don't know, 25 team, aren't they?
2: Yeah. They've totally played above their level. I mean, Coach Holtman has coached them up, and, you know, Liddell has become a real player. Dwayne Washington has become a real player. But I think when you look at their overall talent, compared to Michigan, they're not that close. Not I think time. Illinois, they're not better than them. Now, they've beaten them, you know, and they got a, they got a monster one against them on Saturday. Yeah. But, uh, I, you look at the three teams they've lost to, you lose to Michigan, best game of the year. No shame. I was impressed with their loss to Michigan, honestly. I, I really was. They were great. Um, Michigan State, you know, Benetti and I had the game. Yeah. <sighs> The officials really let him play. I mean, really let him play. And, and I know that this isn't going to be a popular take amongst Ohio State fans, but to me, all you ask for is consistency. And AJ Liddell is doling it out just as much as those dudes. Oh, he did. was,
1: I mean, he, I just don't know how you older, officially,
2: yeah. he is crushing guys, you know? Yep. So I, I, I think the, the call or the no call on Dwayne Washington's drive into the game, bad no call. Have to call it. Got to go to overtime. Um, Today, you lose to Iowa. Um, I think because it's at home, it's concerning. Could you score 57 points? Yeah. Yeah, it's concerning. Weren't. Um Did Kyle Young play? I didn't get to watch because I was doing play, the Well He didn't
1: play much. He didn't, okay. He didn't, so he, that's he, he, that,
2: that certainly – he's just like the glue guy. You know, he he is the glue that holds our team help. together. He's not back to, to 100%. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not concerned. Those are three pretty good teams. And Michigan State's playing for their lives. You know, that, that was the Super Bowl. Um, and the Super Bowl for Michigan State starts again on Tuesday with Indiana, but I would not say I'm concerned. I just think that this is kind of like water finest level. I would agree. I would agree.
1: Uh, all right, I asked you to to come up with uh, two things. Uh, we'll start with uh, the positive here, I guess. The team outside of the top three that you 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 would pick that you have the utmost faith in. Who is that team? Not named. Uh,
2: Gonzaga, Baylor, or Michigan. I wanted to pick nobody, but I figured you'd make me pick somebody. Yes, I am. No, I, I'm going to go with West Virginia. Okay. I, I, they've wow. won, they've won six of seven. One loss comes to Oklahoma in double overtime, who was playing really well at the time. You know, Sheboy leaves and Culver all of a sudden has all this space to play. Yep. I really like Deuce McBride. I love Hugs as a coach. I just think he, he gets those guys, and he understands how to get them to play at a at a high level. And offensively, they've been better. You know, I, they've been so much better post Shebe. So I'm I'm going to go with West Virginia. Um, again, I wanted to pick nobody, but I knew you'd make me pick somebody. So I'm going with them.
1: I'm going to stay in the Big Twelve, and and I'm going to let you guess who I'm going to pick, if and you're going to get it wrong. If you pick Kansas, that is classic. If not, I'm not going to
2: pick Kansas. Texas Tech? Nope. Um not Texas. Yep. What?
1: I'm picking the Texas Longhorns. Why? I don't know. Again, like I you, know I, <laughs> no, I do know why. I do know why. Why is because I think they have a ton of talent. They do have that. They're they're, they're so talented up front. And and their their pieces up front really, really to me complement each other. All three of those bigs are very different, right? Jericho Sims, Kai Jones, Greg Brown. Yep. I mean, who else has three of those dudes,
2: Rob? Nobody. High-level athletes. Nobody. High-level skill guys. I'm, Nobody. I'm but they don't look like the same team over the last month. They haven't. They haven't. They got a little bit back on
1: track. And they've got veteran guards. They've got veteran they guards.
2: each other in the huddle at West Virginia. Listen, you never fought
1: each one more?
2: You never wanted to kick his we, ass? We have had verbal arguments. I never had to be held back from trying to fight him in a huddle. That's some Minnesota Timberwolves stuff from when I was there. <laughs> that That's was. what that is. That's some Packet and Wolves stuff. Who did
1: that? Who did that in Minnesota? Can you say? Uh, no. You don't want to say? I
2: can't say who, who did, but... If, if I um, looked at that roster that year, I guarantee I could pick it out. Easily. You would, you would totally get it. But... That, that's just that's what bad. Like I'm not saying you can't have arguments. I'm not saying you can't have verbal disagreements. But to to have it come to a point where two of your players are ready to fight each other on national television to me is a problem.
1: But a problem that can be fixed.
2: <laughs> a problem that can your,
1: be fixed. I love your optimism. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think they can. You know, they can have like a kumbaya moment
2: and, and, it out. and get them together. together and get them right.
1: All I right. mean, like, how hard is it?
2: I mean, it's probably I mean, over a girl. As long as, I mean. Bob, it was probably somebody over, over a girl. Somebody. You know that. It was probably over a girl. There's no way it was over a chick. Every disagreement is about a chick. Not mid-game. Every disagreement. I, if, they got, if they got into it before practice, maybe I would agree with that. I give it a 0% chance. Zero. Zero percent Zero. that fight was over a girl at that point in the game. It was over, I guarantee you it was over somebody botching like a pick and roll coverage or not doing what they were supposed to, like blowing in multiple assignments. That's what that was. If it was I'm over a girl, out. then they have super problems. When Texas is in the final four, I'm gonna ask him if it was about a girl. Okay, I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. I know it's not about a girl. All
1: I'll say is listen, listen, here's my question to you. Manscaped has partnered with Goodman and Hummel to provide my listeners with an exclusive 20% off discount using the code Hummel at manscaped.com to make sure that you don't ruin any spring break or summertime vibes with pubes peeking out of your swimsuit. So before we get back to the show, let me tell you a little bit about their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It starts with the Lawnmower 3.0, their third generation trimmer that features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You don't want to worry about nicking the goods while you're trying to clean up down there. Feel confident shaving your balls with the Lawn Mower 3.0. In addition to the new blade, the Lawn Mower 3.0 comes with an LED light for a more precise trim, and it's waterproof, so you can take the groom into the shower. Truth be told, you don't want to be using the same trimmer in your balls as on your face. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer, and the crop preserver, which keeps the goods from sticking to your leg. Plus, Manscaped threw in a couple of free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented chafe-free Manscaped boxers. So get 20% off and free shipping right now with that code HOMEL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. With the code Hummel, your balls will thank you. How many rosters, how many rosters would you take over Texas? Not many. Uh, Michigan,
2: Baylor, Gonzaga. Who else? Give me one other. Um, Off the top of my head, Illinois. Maybe. Talent. If you're taking talent and that's it, I would take Illinois over that.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm probably with you, but but what I'll say is also you've got so many veterans, uh, guards and wings on this Texas team. You know, Andrew Jones, four years, Matt Coleman, four years, uh, Courtney Ramey's a junior. Like, I just, I don't know, Rob. Like, I, I'm not again. We all worry he's about chocolate.
2: Young. I mean, we're talking about the elite teams of college basketball. Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor are no-brainers. And oh. Illinois, I think, is as talented as almost anybody. I think they lack discipline a lot of the time, yeah. but they're Don't very talented. That. Illinois fans are going to kill you. Watch the game. <laughs> like, Watch Demonte Williams get a tech up three in one oh, of the stupidest boy. plays That's I've ever seen. And I honestly think he's, for the most part, a very smart player. That was a bonehead play, though. He's lucky that Alondo Tucker got zapped at the, you know, the double technical foul. Otherwise, whoa.
1: What was Alondo? I'd love to know what Alondo Tucker said. You'll never know. He was the masked man. I would love to know. I know that that is the downside. You can't go back and slow mo it and replay it and and figure
2: it out. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, that, that play sums up just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Just win the game. All
1: right, so you think I'm nuts for having Texas. Uh you went with West Virginia. I almost went with West Virginia. I almost did. Deshaun will be happy with you. Uh all right. The team that you have uh the team that you have no uh faith in, a a, a top team, you know, like a top twenty five team that you have no faith in, Robbie Hummel. I, I know that I mean I've known this all season long, and you're you're ready to say I told you so. Because early on, I said,
2: I told you so. And, and now I'm. Yeah, I, think, I believe it was right around Christmas when the Badgers rolled into East Lansing and got a, a big win on Christmas Day. And you even said, you're like, Jeff, you were right. Did I? You did. You did. I think I might have been like, let's see how the season plays out.
1: No, back. you were, you were like, you were like, you were right. Like, like I was wrong about Wisconsin.
2: I did say that you were right about the experience right. mattering as much. Coming out of the gates. That.
1: Right. Yeah. Coming out of the gates, they were good because they had everybody back. Right. They have a lot of guys. guys of the up with
2: them. And they, they have solid players. Yes. But I just think that, you know, when you look at Wisconsin, I just don't think the playmaking is there. I think that there's too many guys that are one dimensional. They depend on Dimitri Trice at the end of shot clock so much he has so much put on his shoulders and when you compare them to the better teams in the big ten and the better teams in college basketball, I just boy I just really struggle to to pick them. I really do yeah, mine you know I'm trying to find somebody
1: it's not easy I mean like you know you go to the back half of the top 25 it's easy you know I'd say like Tennessee right now totally. Like, that, that's an easy one. You know, to me, I start, Rob, like, the, the thing I think you have to start with in the tournament is point guard play, right? No. Like, that's where I start. And, obviously, you look at these teams, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois. Um, you know, Villanova's is good. Alabama worries me.
2: Let me, throw you, let me throw out Creighton. I know that they've won four or five. but They lose to Xavier. Like, I just think that – they're not disappointing on the season. I just think that I thought they'd be better. Me too. You know, which I guess does mean disappointing a little bit. But I I, I
1: guess I still say Kansas worries me. Like, I, uh, I just think that they worry me because of their point guard play, Rob. I do. It's not
2: like, a point guard.
1: Right. I mean, Bill Self's a hell of a coach. Can they get to the Sweet 16? Can they get to the Final Four? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's, he's that good a coach. He to is. mask their deficiencies.
2: People oh. don't give him that credit. They, they no. really don't understand. Like just don't watch me. a game and every right. after time I'll play, they get great shots. He, he's afraid of nothing. Like right. the fact that I've been triangle and in an NCAA tournament game by right. Bill Self in Kansas. If you told me that in high school, I would have been like, yeah, I get, I get triangle and by Hobart high school with, with, with me and my high school teammate, Scott right. Martin, you know, like there's no way I will ever in my lifetime see Kansas do some stuff like that. And that he, did. he he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. Whatever give it, a shit. it takes. He he's a beast. So I, I don't
1: I don't know. I mean, another team that I'm kind of and you you had him today. Another team that I'm not sure about is Houston because of their level of competition has been yeah. uh, so lackluster since the first week of the season. Hey, they play so?
2: I well, Kelvin's a great coach, but can he's they score? I, I really wonder, though, when you get into, like, tournament play and you're going up against somebody that has, like, you know, Illinois' size or Ohio State's physicality or Baylor's size all across the board, can you really crush them on the glass like that? They no. You know who's been killing, and he's a great story, he's flying under the radar is Quinn Grimes. Oh, he's been great. He The last five game he came into today averaging – last four, I think it's – he's averaging 24 points a game – He's shooting forty-seven from the field, fifty from three. He has been on fire, and today, I'm so happy for him. Yo, he hit one from the logo. His six-three of the first yeah. half. He's on. You have to go check it out. He yeah. shot it from the the right corner, right bottom corner of the. I think it's yeah the H. And really, he, I mean, he did a thirty a thirty-three foot shot three-point field goal today. It was awesome. I mean, you've got to check you it know out. What's
1: cool about he that, did, Rob. Did great story. It's a great story. I remember I was there at Champions Classic. He was killing Uh, there, too. (laughs) Remember, he he was like five or seven from three. I went up to him after the game, and I had seen him play enough in in AU. So I knew he wasn't really that type of of shooter at that point. And I said, I'm like, hell of a game, huh? And he just looked at me and kind of smiled like – yeah, that ain't, that ain't my game right
2: now. Now, again, he's, he's gotten so some- much. No, it is. I mean, he's shooting the ball so well with so much confidence. He's with a great kid. Bounce, like. A super kid. Like, Bill Self didn't yeah. want to lose him
1: at Kansas, but like, he just wasn't good enough then, and he right. thought he was one and done, so I think, you know, the blame game starts a little bit, right? Like, you
2: not- gives him a good amount of freedom. You know, he lets his guards go. Look at Eric Gordon. Look at Hollis Price. Like. Yep. You no, know, he's let those guys play. Um, I think the big question mark and he did not play well today is Marcus Sasser. Yeah. You know, that, that's going to be, can you get a, a reliable second scorer? Because right now in the American, they just murder people on the glass. There's I mean, so they're, they're behind Carolina barely in offensive rebound percentage. Wow. They, they crush on the glass. Um, Justin Gorham is an animal on the offensive boards, yeah. but. You're talking about the best teams with elite size, and I just don't know if if you don't have Grimes and Sasser going. Um, and I really like their point guard too, De, Dejon, Dejan uh, Giroux. He's big. He can't shoot, but he, he does everything else. He's shooting 35 from three. Is he? Yeah. He made three, two or three today. Um, really fills the stat sheet. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like their team, but I, I think that there's a legitimate concern about coming out of the American.
1: All right. We're going to, we're going to finish up with a, a little game, Rob. Um, to sure. stay or go. Okay. <laughs> you know, to stay or go. And it, it's like putting you in the hot seat. Yeah. And you're not going to have fun with this game. I know that, but we're going to play it anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, as a Purdue guy, I'm going to start with your rival, the, the program you despise. You hate them. Um, RT Miller at in Indiana. They are absolutely struggling. They were going to get in the tournament last year, but sneak in. Right. You got him Tuesday. It's probably like the make or break game to Super Bowl for both teams. Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, Tom Izzo is not going to lose his job if he doesn't win that game. He's going (laughs) to be.
3: Pressures are different.
1: Yeah. He may not get to 23 straight NCAA tournament appearances, but um, I love Arch. I I, I do. I'll, I'll say it straight out. Like, I've known Arch for 15, 20 years, and I think he's a really good coach. I do too.
2: I just don't think they have enough talent. In blue. Yeah. I mean, their, their guard play is like Jekyll and Hyde. Al Durham, one game is good. The next game, he's not. Rob Fennessey has lost all confidence. Armand Franklin's out. Um, you know, with a foot, I, I just, it baffles me, Jeff, because I grew up in the state and I've said this so many times this year. I grew up in the state of Indiana and I understand how much people in that state take pride in shooting the basketball from the perimeter. Like, it's literally all people care about, you know? Like, everybody can shoot in the end. Yep. And uh, I know that people down in Bloomington, they go to those, like, Bloomington South, Bloomington North high school basketball games, they're like, I'm watching kids shoot 45% from three, from the high school line. And not that that translates to Big no. Ten, yeah. but it still just it eats at them. I know it does because they, they take pride in that, you know? Like, think about Bobby Knight's teams. They could really shoot. There's a reason for it. The state is great at it. You know, Indiana's lost four in a row. They've lost five of six. You mentioned it. He would have made one NCAA tournament in four years. From a performance standpoint, I think Archie Miller would say, I am not getting it done. I am not doing what I was brought here to do. You'd have to say that. He'd have to, unless, you know, otherwise it would be a lie.
1: You're 12-12 and and you're 7-10 and in the league, and the only teams you're looking at, you know, down at are Minnesota – Penn
2: State, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Right. But at the end of the day, yep. Indiana owes him $10 million. It's a lot of you money. If they right. fire him this money. year. Yeah, That is legitimate yeah. money. Yeah. So barring yeah. Mark Cuban or some other random Indiana yeah. donor that I don't know their name, I think he stays. Now, I think that his performance probably doesn't warrant that. And I think that he would even say that. Because I'm the same way. I've known Archie since he recruited me at NC State as an assistant. I played against him when he was an assistant at Ohio State. I really think highly of him. I thought highly of his Dayton teams. Um when they hired him, I thought it was a great hire because I was like, he's gonna get them to play the right way and bring in his guys and they'll guard you and, you know, do all that. Um I think the ten million dollars keeps him around for one more chance next year. Now I'm if Tracy Jackson Davis Lee is I have no idea what how he's going to the ship with that group. Well, you know what? The
1: only thing, Rob, the only saving grace for somebody like him next year is the one-time transfer rule. Yeah? If that comes in which it's probably going to um it opens it up. It it just opens it up and and that's how you're going to be able to kind of change your fortune quickly. Right. And you get a look at Louisville with Carly Jones, right? You you get one of those and then add a couple more pieces and bring it. I mean, I had a coach tell me today, and he said, he goes, listen, I'm done recruiting high school guys. That I'm is not, insane. Not recruiting it's me. honestly sad. That is very sad to hear. I, I get it. but high major? Yes, yeah, a high major, to, uh, uh, an assistant for a top 20, 20 team right now.
2: You're telling me that if he could go get a guy like O.J. Mayo. Well, he's not he could, getting that. Okay, okay. he's and not a you're Kentucky. me you could go get a kid like Evan Turner. 50th ranked player in the class of 07. Potential to be a pro. Oozing potential. And he has an in on him. He's not going to recruit him. He said, listen, I'm focused on transfers because that they're going to help
1: me win right away.
2: I am disgusted by yeah. hearing that.
1: Yeah. No, I listen, I'm just telling you what, what he said. and uh, Don't shoot the messenger, huh? That's right. I mean, people do all the time. But uh, anyway, all right, Archie, uh, for me, Boy, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for me. I'd probably give him one more year. I give him one more year and see because again, my take on a lot of these is you're coaching in a pandemic yeah. um it's not it's been the weirdest year ever yeah it's just not fair now again, I don't think they have enough talent right now either, right? I don't think they have enough talent um
2: but i don't I don't know if i like I hear what you're saying. Armand Franklin is a good player, he is. Al Durham on certain nights is a good player. Rob Finnessy, I think, has the talent to be a good player and used to be a good player. Yeah, you know, like I, I think that they're they solid. Work. They're solid, Rob, but they don't have a, a, a no. Good they're not special the by any means, but like the, I, they haven't developed. You know, and I guess who does that fall on? That falls on the coach.
1: I would say this: when you look at talent again, if you're ranking Indiana in terms of talent in the Big Ten, where do they rank? That's what, that's how I'll ask you the question. Where do they rank?
2: Um, behind Michigan, obviously. Yep. Behind Illinois, behind Iowa. Yep. Uh, Purdue. Purdue's Ohio.
1: talent compared to Indiana's. What do you think? Purdue's
2: take? young talent is a really? day ahead of Indiana's. Yes. Um, and, well, I mean, I guess Trayvon Williams and, and Trace Jackson Davis are awash. I would probably Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State's more talented. Uh, Wisconsin. It's a wash. But I would say Wisconsin is equally as talented as Indiana. Like, right. Around that, that. Yeah, I would agree. I yeah. Would- so, like, I I mean, Mid-team. I would say they're middle of the road. They're right. middle of the road of the conference. Can't be that if
1: you're Indiana. That's true. Can't be that. I mean, unfortunately, the expectations are and, – and, and they're not wrong. Like, again, I said it the other day. Like, if you're an Indiana fan, you're saying, like, we should be in the tournament – Four out of every five years. Yeah, I
2: think that – I mean, I'm not saying that it's 1980s Bobby. No, Duffy, no, no. But they, they should be going to the tournament most years, and maybe if you're rebuilding every fifth or sixth year. Exactly, exactly. But I do think that there's a, a, a good amount of their fan base that thinks that it still should be, you know, 80s Indiana. Yeah, that, that's, that's just not – Delusional. That's not the case. Like, pe- the state is rated talent-wise by so many different people – All those kids aren't going to Indiana anymore. They used to get almost everybody. And I think Purdue kind of got the second tier and coached – and Gene K just coached them up and and whatnot. But – and, like, there's exceptions to that. Glenn Robinson was not second tier in the state of Indiana, obviously. No. no. Um, He was pretty good. But, yeah, that's – it's not it's not the 80s anymore, and I think they have a hard time, some of their fans, coming to terms with that.
1: Bracket Fanatics is your one-stop site for the NCAA tournament in 2021. Bracket Fanatics is the only social app that can manage your bracket and bracket pool while also letting you send and accept payouts each round of the tournament with every player in your bracket group. Here's how it works. Bracket commissioners determine the rules, entry fee, and payouts for the bracket pool. Bracket Fanatics ensures funds are collected from each player and distribute pool payout to winners once the tournament ends. After you register, set up your bracket group, pick your teams, invite your friends, uh, while the real-time leaderboard tracks wins and points earned for your entire bracket group. It's a true social networking app uh, where we can talk smack, which I will do absolutely with you, Rob, once the tournament starts. Uh, unlike others in the space, Bracket Fanatics has no banner ads. They won't sell your email address or bombard you with unwanted ads. You can still join Bracket Fanatics once the tournament has started, and it's free. So assemble your crew. Sign up now at BracketFanatics.com. Don't forget to use the code MADNESS to be entered into their $1,000 giveaway. It's a word at the end of the tournament to the player in Bracket with the most wins throughout the dance. Only those using the code will be entered. Once again, pull up your favorite browser and visit BracketFanatics.com and use that code MADNESS. All right, we'll move on in the Big Ten. We'll stay in the Big Ten. And okay. the Minnesota Golden Gophers are 13 and 12 overall, 6 and 12 in conference play, and have been absolutely disastrous lately. They've lost five in a row. They've lost eight of the last, uh, eight of the last
2: ten. And 10. Last two lost to Northwestern at, and at Nebraska. So you've lost to the two bottom fears of the league. You have no road wins, and you've been to two NCAA tournaments in eight years. Let me ask you this question before yep. I get going. If you fire Richard, yep. and I think super highly of him, I, I think he's awesome to talk to. I he think is. he's a good coach. I enjoy being around him. Oh. Um, who who would you bring in where you feel like you're really upgrading? You know, like who 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 do you think Minnesota goes and gets? That here's the name. It's way better. Here's here's the X factor name. Mark Few. <laughs> the X
1: factor name. No, we're not we're not going there. Uh, the names that'll be thrown around are like like uh, Nico Medved, uh, Craig Smith, guys like that. The X Factor name and his father coached at Minnesota is Eric Musselman. Would he leave Arkansas? I don't know. I don't know what his buyout is. That's a pretty good thing there. I mean, if yes, there, what but, of time? but if you're him. Would you rather live in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Would you rather – Minnesota's got a shit ton of talent in that state every year now, yeah. every year. I'm not saying they can get them. I'm saying if you threw enough money at them, could you make them think about it? Could you possibly get them?
2: The problem uh, with Minnesota is, like, you know, all those kids in Minneapolis that come out, it feels like they just have, like, one or two guys every year that are so highly recruited. Like, right. Tyus Jones. Yes. Everybody was recruiting him. That's yeah. not fair. We're and then Wisconsin off. has just decimated the Twin Cities by getting good Minneapolis kids. Yep. They really have. Bo Ryan started it. Greg Guards kept yeah. it going. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I struggle with that. Like, if you can get Eric Musselman, that's a good hire. But again, you know, the University of Minnesota came out and said that they are going to have a forty to $60 million shortfall this year in their athletic department. That is a substantial amount of money. Yes. Um, you look at Richard petino's deal, he's got three more years. If he's fired before April 30th, he's got a $1.75 million buyout. That's not horrible, but when you're looking at that shortfall, that well, is a lot. You being a reporter today. He's also got a $400,000 retention bonus if he is kept past April 30th. See, I'm just showing how easy it is to report on college hoops. <laughs> it really is. Yes, this is what you do, and I just knocked all this out. You know, they're also cutting men's tennis, gymnastics, and track and field this year. So how's it going to of Those things, I just don't see them firing him. I think they go one more year. They've got they've got some decent players. I mean, they did beat some really. They beat Ohio State. They crushed Michigan State, who at the time, and you know, that looked like it was a really big deal, and and kind of isn't anymore, but... Could you see this, Rob? Beat Iowa, too. You know, it's like they just... I don't get the road stuff, especially in a year when there's no fans in there. Like, that is crazy to me. And Marcus Carr has been, like, an All-American at home and yep. not even third-team All-Big Ten on the road. That, that's concerning. No road wins. But I wouldn't... You know, I said I wouldn't fire Archie. I, I, don't, I think I'd give Richard one more year, too, when you understand what the university's financial situations are. And, like, I mean, Eric Musselman would be a, a good hire. He's won pretty much everywhere that he's been. But I don't know if he's coming. Like, he just got there. Yeah, like he really, may not. He may I mean, not. And Minneapolis is a great city to live in. Now, it's freezing in the wintertime. But the summers are amazing. It's got great restaurants. Um, it's a very pro sports town. Yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting – like, the Vikings are big, obviously. The Twins are huge um the timberwolves are kind of just there and uh and the wild is a big deal too but everybody wasn't asking for your autograph when you walked downtown i could go pretty much wherever i wanted in minneapolis and no one would talk to. no one ever bothered you you never signed an autograph outside of the arena maybe like occasionally but for the most part no (laughs) I think that there you'd be surprised though with NBA guys how many guys even though like the height gives you away outside of the superstars it's really not that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's worse in college because you're in a, a town where like everybody must off yet and basketball is huge. So there it's pictures and signing stuff and yeah. you know, but
1: I would make a move. I would make a move if I was uh, Mark Oyle at Minnesota. And and if I'm Richard Petino, I'm getting the hell out of there now. Yeah. I'm trying to get New Mexico. I don't know if he can go to BC here in Boston. The, the Patino name doesn't exactly uh, ring uh, all that well out this way. Yeah. but Richard grew up here. I mean, he did. He grew up here. So who knows? I mean, again, I, I don't know. I just feel like you know what? At this point, it, it's it's just like he's running in, in quicksand. There, you know, and you're going to be on the hot seat every year. I honestly feel like. If I'm Richard Pitino, um, I, I might just, like, all right, fire me. I'm going to go do TV,
2: and, and and maybe I'll get a better job in a year. He'd be good because he's really funny. He's hilarious. He's really funny. Yes. I really enjoy his, like, just talking to him, shoot around. Sarcasm. He says sarcasm is off the track. Yeah, he, he's a good time.
1: Yeah. I, I'd rather see him on TV than on the sidelines, to be honest. I think – I think we need Richard Petino on TV. He's he's very entertaining. Uh so I I think it's honestly best for both sides to work something out there um and, and move on. I, I just again I don't I don't see it getting much better. All right, we'll run through a couple others here and then we'll uh we'll call it a day. Uh Bruce Weber. Uh you nobody has seen more of Kansas State and Bruce Weber this year than than Robbie
2: Alma. No, like one. Their home, I'm I'm like their home radio crew at this point. Pretty I, much. I've seen him a million times. I would not fire Bruce Weber. Two million. He's owed two million. And it's not even about the money. You know, I talked about the money with Indiana and, and Minnesota. Yeah. They're playing better. And they have a you ton know, of young players. If any listen, I, I haven't I seen once they won two or three. they went at t c u they they beat oklahoma yep. in a in a really good win. I, I saw a little bit of that a little I bit i, I won't to lie. To I saw a little mean. bit so I got to see it up close and personal um He's not that far removed from being on the doorstep of the final four what three years two yeah, years? yeah, like that was the Barry Brown and Dean Wade and kamal Stokes teams um yeah i I mean, this they year has not, certainly this year. not been easy, but they've made Bob, progress. Bob, they were
1: fourteen and four in eighteen and nineteen. They were fourteen and four and tied for first in the league. So they went to the Elite Eight in seventeen eighteen,
2: and then and won the league two years ago. Two years ago, you and, then had, a, and then had a catastrophic injury derail it with Dean Wade, right? So the so, last yeah, two years have been and, and, and they yes, they've been bad. They were bad last year. They're bad How good year. is their young talent, Rob?
1: How good is their young talent? Is I, I like him.
2: I, uh, I think um, you know the big kid, Davion Bradford, is solid. He's huge. Yeah, and he's gotten a lot better. Um, you know their guards, DeShawn Gordon is a sophomore, good rebounder. He he hasn't shot well from three this year. Nigel Pack, Nigel Pack would be the one where you're like, he is their their best freshman.
1: What, he, what are they missing?
2: Um, right. Experience. They're, they're missing some shot making, and they turn the ball over like it's insane. Like it's on fire. <laughs> like you'd think the basketball is flames coming out of it with the way they take care of the ball sometimes, which for a Bruce Weber coach team is – shocking, easier. Right. But they do really guard you. They guard you like crazy. They, they've got to find some people that can make some shots – you got a kid named Selton Miguel that can make plays, but he's. There's times where it's like, man, Selton, He makes two good plays in a row and makes two plays, where you're like, oh my god, you know, like. But I would, I wouldn't fire Bruce. I think he's I'm done legit. too much good. I think they've just got better this year.
1: Yeah, just I mean, two horrible years, but two really good years before that. To me, you give him one more year and see what he can do with this group as they get a little bit older. All right, Steve Prohm, next one. Yeah. They've been atrocious this year, Rob. Yeah, uh, this, this is hard. This one is one of the hard.
2: nicest human beings you will ever meet. So nice. I, I always really enjoy doing their games because he gives you whatever you want. He's yep. honest. Yep. You know, he, he's he's a really good guy. He's a good guy. Two and 0 and fifteen in the Big Twelve, you know, eighteen and forty nine in the Big Twelve the last four years. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a five million dollar buyout. So six. I think it's actually ending up it will be six if they fire him. All right. So my reporting skills aren't as good as I once thought. I was, they're pretty good. You're, you're, listen,
1: you're in the ballpark. I mean,
2: supposedly they've got a $25 million shortfall. They're also paying their football coach three and a half million dollars a year. They just re-upped him. Um, I will say this, their fan base is not pleased and they expect Freddie Hoiberg like results there. Um, I think he got, he got hurt by some of those guys he recruited. He never thought they'd be pros in a year or two years. Like he he thought he'd have Taylor Horton Tucker for probably last this year. And when did he go pro two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. He probably thought maybe this year he'd leave. Like, and that then group, that, that group
1: women. two years ago, that was the problem is they all, they all bolted.
2: I know. And they all like something happened into the, the year. Cause I saw him a lot that year yeah early in middle of the season, they were awesome. And then I don't know if, the NBA kind of agents or family I mean, yeah. or just yes. the, the whole like idea that I got to get mine yep. kind of derailed the team. But yeah, that, that was a weird ending to that season. And then remember said,
1: Wigington was hurt. Wigington was hurt. Then he came
2: back. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cam Lard was like suspended yeah. and then not. And then like, I mean, he was talking about talented. Cam Lard was good. Yeah, he was. He got booted. So yeah. I, I just, again, I really like him. Yep. But, man, I just – looking at that roster, that is – it's tough. That is It really- might be
1: time. It might be time for Steve Prohm. Um, the, the question will be, who do you get there? And T.J. Otzelberger will be the name UNLV head coach. Would Fred Hoiberg go back? His buyout is like $10 million, I think. So they can't afford him.
2: Uh, yeah, I was told the buyout's insane. So If it wasn't, would he go? Yeah, like- I'm sure. After two years at Nebraska, you think he'd be like, "All right, I tried this. I think going I'd home again. Good. Yeah, I'm going back home. I do, I do.
1: Uh, all right, well, so we made on the hard,
2: hold on really quick. Then would it make sense to keep Rome and be like, let's fight through and let the buyout drop? Right. Wait, one I more mean year that, that's a on. very hypothetical. Like, and yeah. fans are not going to put up with just getting. You know, steamrollers, the team's not any good for the next three years, waiting for that. But the hard part is they've been good for a while. Like Iowa State had a run there. Oh, they have a they have a great tradition, great. and they have a passionate fan base and a yep. great home court advantage. I mean, there's a lot of positives about Iowa State. Uh, all right, last thing before we go. Last thing: is there any doubt now in your
1: mind that Kate Cunningham is the number one overall pick? Any doubt whatsoever? No.
2: no Why? Doubt. I think he's just a no-brainer. I think his floor is so high. I think he's pretty much good at everything. I think the pro game suits him so well because, you know, he makes the right play every time, and people have been critical of that. You know, if you show him two bodies, he's going to pass. And you've you've heard it it on every – I love it, Rob. No, I do too. I I, I respect it. You know, he he does not care – what anybody says about, you know, the way he's playing, you need to shoot yep. more. You need to be more aggressive early in games. No, I don't. Good for him. Yep. You know, like good for him for not giving a shit because most kids would be like, Oh, I need to shoot more. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Check this one out. I'm about to get, get these things up, but he, he plays pick and roll. He can post you. He uses his size at a, at a such a high level. He can get to his pull up whenever he wants. I just think he's going to be a really good NBA player. I, I, I think his floor is so high at that level. And I think the way he plays now may not be the best for Oklahoma State at times. I think they need him to be more aggressive sometimes, but it's the best for Kate Cunningham down the line when he's throwing the pros. And, you know, he's, I think it's, I think he's definitely the favorite and really a no brainer for number one pick.
1: I do too. I mean, for a minute, I thought like Jalen Suggs might give him a run, but, but it was almost more of like, wow, like Suggs yeah. is way better than I thought he was yeah. and now. And he's so
2: athletic and he plays so hard. And, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And I love Suggs and I love Mobley. I actually think all three, you know, you get the one, two, three pick. You're going to be pretty happy this year. Maybe four, you know, five with Jalen Green and, and Kaminga or somebody else in, in the G League Ignite team. But to me, Kate is, is the ultimate no brainer right now. Um, he can make people better. He can play bully
2: ball. He can shoot it. He, he'll he'll get better as a three point shooter because he'll work. He's shooting over forty this year too, and that line moving back makes a difference. But he's got a good looking stroke. His poise, I, I think. Here's the thing: his poise
1: to me, that stands out over everything else. Yeah, like guys will blitz him, Rob. Like, and he he never gets rattled. Like, no, never.
2: Super super in control. Yep. It never feels like he's out of control. Never. Ever. I mean, he'll make mistakes. Yeah. yeah, No, everybody does, but it just feels like nobody is really speeding him up. Right. Like nobody right. is making him play out of his comfort zone. He, yep. he just kind of rolls along. And I want to ask you because I, this is going to get brought up. When do we have to apologize about LaMelo Ball just killing? Yeah. No, now, right now. Like I, I will say not. this. I was blinded by my dislike for his dad. Yeah. And I was wrong.
1: If, 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 wait, wait. If you were blinded by your dislike of his dad, how do you think I felt?
2: Yeah, I mean he he dragged you to Lithuania and then uh Yes, you know, yes. did you dirty. But yeah. I, I I apologize. I was wrong. He is a really good pro. He's gonna be a really good pro. And he's uh, fun to watch, Rob. And he's electric with the basketball. So I just I'll take you know that one. Do? Somebody tweeted that at us like a few weeks ago. I figured we're talking NBA draft. We might as well just get it out of the way right now. So. And and you know
1: what? The part that I wasn't sure. Like the shot still is a little bit inconsistent, but whatever. Like I think he'll work on that when he has a full offseason. The part that I wasn't sure was that I think is from t- and I've, I've texted with a couple of teammates, guys on that team. They like playing with him. You know why? Because he gets in the damn ball all the time. He's he's not jacking crazy shots. He he's he's looking pass before he's looking score. And you know, in that league, that's all it's all they want, right? No doubt. Who can set me up to get buckets? Yep. So, all right, there you have it. Uh, another edition of the Goodman and Hummel podcast in the books. Uh, make sure you join us next week. Again, uh, we may or may not have a guest. This this went pretty well. You know, we told some stories about um, AAU stories and, and and a little bit. You 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 kept Archie Miller. You so we'll uh, make sure you subscribe though. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Uh, wherever you get your pods and, uh, hopefully you like my new background. Love it. That's great. Alright, there you
0: have it.